I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to another episode of Metro Matters. I'm Shivani Singh. Today we talk about celebrating our inheritance in the city of monuments that is Delhi. I have with me Swapna Little, uh, the convener of the Delhi chapter of INTAC, a non-profit organization that works in heritage conservation. INTAC has been preparing the brief for uh, Delhi's uh, claim uh, to the UNESCO heritage tag uh, and uh, she in fact met the chief minister recently to discuss this issue. Uh, so Swapna, tell us uh, what is the UNESCO heritage city tag all about? Um, India is a signatory to the convention on world heritage and the idea is that um, UNESCO recognizes that of course there is a lot of heritage all around the world some of it is of national importance some of it is of purely local importance but there are some uh, sort of heritage sites which are of importance not only to a particular nation but for the world as a whole so to give you an example Taj Mahal is obviously it's not just a matter of pride and, a, and you know an important piece of heritage for India but uh, all over the world it is recognized. So uh, that UNESCO World Heritage status recognizes heritage all over the world. Now we've had world heritage sites of course India already has a lot of world heritage sites but the idea of nominating heritage cities which is part of our you know modern cities as heritage this is a relatively new thing that has come about. Uh, so it's obviously very prestigious to get this tag, uh, but how does it affect the lives of people who live in these heritage areas? Often people feel that a city becoming world heritage is something like a monument becoming a world heritage. And that actually is a misconception which has to be cleared because when a monument becomes world heritage, if the Red Fort is world heritage, in fact Red Fort also it is uh, you know pristine and untouched and you know you have to maintain it as a monument simply because there are internal laws not because of something uh, uh, UNESCO imposes per se. As far as the city is concerned in fact UNESCO recognizes that a living city has to undergo a lot of changes. It is a living city, it's a place where people live and work and earn their livings so change is inevitable. So actually uh, to if you get that tag, it is not as if everything will freeze and uh, you will, it will become a museum. It won't. A lot of change still can happen. Most importantly, the laws which uh, govern what kind of change takes place are laws which are already 
a part of that nations in this case uh, india's or the delhi you know local municipal authorities or the state government their own regulations and laws which govern how development will take place in the city those are the ones that will apply there's nothing external that comes uh, from unesco so which parts of the city do you think can uh, uh, apply or you know why for uh, this tag this is a process that actually was gone into in some detail we have sat with stakeholders we sat with uh, all sorts of experts who are um, who know how this nomination process works when we were preparing the dossier and that process has obviously been uh, over for some time uh, by doing that exercise we finally narrowed it down to two historic areas and those historic areas is the 17th century city of shah jahanabad uh, old delhi what uh, we popularly know as and uh, new delhi which is again popularly known as latians delhi the latians uh, zone and uh, the idea behind the nomination how we framed this was that delhi has this great aura of power which developed over centuries and this culminated in two major empires of the world the mughal empire and the british empire building capital cities over here so it's not the first time that delhi uh, is planning to apply for this uh, in 2014 uh, there was a dossier which was prepared with help from the intac and uh, it was the, the the application was withdrawn uh, there were some concerns so what were those concerns and have they been addressed now that you know you making a pitch again um i think the concern was that this was the first time that one indian city or had was applying for this kind of status and uh, quite rightly i suppose there were some uh, misapprehensions sometimes that you know how, what will this mean the uh, kind of issues that i've been talking about that it will stop development and uh, we won't be able to make any changes and uh, you know uh, how, how will that impact uh, future development so those uh, issues uh, those those uh, misapprehensions were there and i think to some extent they have been cleared because now we have precedent we have uh, had three indian nominations in this category which have gone through uh, ahmedabad um, jaipur and also uh, mumbai the art deco mumbai so we have had parts of um, uh, cities go in as a city nomination so recently you had a meeting with the, the chief minister of delhi and um, you've been trying to convince them to apply for the unesco world heritage city tag again uh, so uh, what was the meeting like uh, i think they are they are quite uh, interested in reviving this so let us see how it goes yeah there is apprehension that you know if you get a unesco heritage status uh, uh, you know you block all your redevelopment plans and uh, uh, nothing can take off uh. if you look at uh, old delhi if you look at shahjahanabad you look at new delhi they both have uh, they are very distinct uh, planning principles that went behind those uh, as far as shahjahanabad is concerned it's the pattern of narrow streets but havelis with courtyards large amount of space with this within the haveli courtyard uh, it was a city that was meant for walking in you could go from one end to the other because of those narrow streets uh, you have shade in the narrow streets so it it has a logic to it uh new delhi had its own logic which was large open spaces lots of greenery in the form of large trees wide avenues all that 
Now, irrespective of UNESCO or whatever, it makes sense to conserve and preserve those aspects of the city. And this is, these are the things that we identified that are worth preserving in the city. Because if you were to erase that, uh, you would have a, not only an ugly city, but city, a city which is, uh, which is considerably a loss to the people and their ways of life. Uh, if you get rid of all the uh, Havelis of Shahjanabad and replace them with flatted complexes, uh, it, will, it will be a disaster, I feel. Similarly with uh, New Delhi, to preserve the low density, preserve the large number of trees, I mean, we all know how crucial it is today as a green lung for the city. When we are talking about preserving green areas, uh, you know, preserving those old trees, it, it, it is an important, it's an important resource for the city as a whole, which needs to be preserved. I mean, um, uh, in fact, I disagree with people who on um, charges that this is an elite uh, sort of a enclave which should be done away with. Um, I think, no, we should preserve it and for all of us, not only for the people who live there. So I think, um, I think we should be preserving these anyway. And that's all that UNESCO wants from us. They don't want, if they were to give us the, the recognition, they wouldn't want to impose anything. They can't. We are a sovereign nation. They can't impose anything. So we will have to, it's us, we are saying we want to preserve this and we want recognition for preserving this. It's one thing to get a prestigious heritage tag like this and another thing to retain it. Uh, so how do you think, you know, if, if we were to get a tag like this, you know, sustain this and... Uh, uh. In fact, one thing that we have been saying that um, this is going to benefit us in many ways. One is, of course, that the recognition brings you a lot of tourism. It uh, puts the focus on you, you know, when people come to Delhi and they say, OK, what is there to see in Delhi? And apart from the UNESCO World Heritage Sites of uh, Qutub Minar and Red Fort and Humayun's tomb, they say there's a world heritage city and they go obviously go and see it that will improve increase tourism etc all that it does it will also instill a sense of pride in the citizens to say that this is heritage this is what uh, you know we have got this heritage and we need to preserve it because we have this recognition i think it will uh, set up a, a chain reaction among the people among the authorities to look at these areas differently and they will work to preserve and retain that tag. I hope we get success in this endeavour. Um, good luck to you, Sapna, and good luck to Delhi. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. And I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.